Pastor Xavier Reese and the simple truths of God's call to discipleship. Andrew was to be a disciple, a learner of Jesus, first of all, before he could be an apostle. A disciple is a learner. He must first become a learner, a disciple, before he can become an apostle, one sent out. Keep that in mind. If you want to be used of God, you want to be sent out, you must first be a disciple. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. A close look at the most beloved characters of the Bible reveals many were chosen warts and all. But if there's one thing that distinguished the understated Apostle Andrew, it would have to be the fact that he continually played second fiddle to the New Testament's most colorful figure, his brother Peter. Pastor Xavier illustrates in today's Simple Truths Character Study, Answering the Sovereign Call of God. The men that God has chosen in the past, both in the Old Testament as well as the New, are men of flesh, flesh and blood, and that are portrayed with all their flaws, all their weaknesses, so that we are to never have a false sense of value or elitism on any person that God uses. We have only to recall some of these men that God has called and used, and yet they're not the greatest trophies of God. But he is not attempting to hide them either or excuse himself of them. But he has raised them high. You ever notice that men only claim their trophies? They become somebody poor. Oh, yes, he went to our school. But somebody gets convicted for murder. They don't say, oh, yeah, he went to our school. God exalts his failures. He exposes them for your benefit and mine. He's different than man. So the opposite is true. God goes out of his way to preserve these men. That we might learn from them recognizing that the failure is not due to God's failure, but to the individuals by their choices. Abraham. The father of faith did not answer the call of God right away. It's possible that he waited up to 45 years, looking at Genesis 11:26 and Genesis 12:4, before he obeyed completely, if in fact he was 30 when he got married. So up to 45, maybe less. Jacob, the conniver, a mama's boy, who needed to do everything his own way, was given the name Israel, governed by God to remind them the principle of life. Samson, the carnal strongman whose Achilles heel was unbelieving women and his sexual appetite, was always thinking of himself, even to the very last, when he says, God avenge me for my eyes. David, the man after God's own heart, who was a horrible father in raising his children, Destroying them by his example of adultery and murder of Bathsheba's husband, Uriah. Jonah the prophet, who was a respecter of persons for salvation, who did not want to become like his God, but only received the benefits of God. 
These are but some. There are many. And God has exposed them for you and for me. Paul does the same with the children of Israel as he writes to the Corinthians. And he warns lest they should come in the very same place in 1 Corinthians 10, 11. He says, Now all these things happen unto them for in sample that they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. We have modern day examples of men, women, friends, loved ones, brothers, sisters that we have seen walk with God and fail tragically and horribly. And we are to learn from them. As we continue in our study of the characters, we come to Andrew. Andrew will yield to us great treasures as we look to him from three vantage points. First, the man Andrew. Second, the call of Andrew. And then thirdly, the qualities of Andrew. And we will be running around in the Gospels and making some um, cross-references, so... Just jot these things down and let the Lord minister unto you. Let's begin here with Andrew, the man Andrew. Andrew's name means manly. His physical appearance must have been strong and rugged. Remember, he was a fisherman by trade. Peter must have been the same. And yet, as we read some of Peter's epistles, he says, the precious blood of Christ. Those aren't words they usually associate with uh, sailors. Precious. <laughs> um, big old rugged guy. And, and you show him something, you go, oh, that's precious. But that's how God changes people. Dramatically. His name appears 13 times in the New Testament and always in the first of the three groups. Remember I said there are three groups, three groups of fours. Every time it's mentioned, he is always in the first group. Peter, James, John, Andrew. Peter's always first, and the other three vary in order. But Peter's always first. Andrew was in the inner circle. Peter, James, and Andrew. Though... The order will vary. Andrew's name varies in order, but Peter's name never varies. Always keep that in mind. Peter is the leader of the first group, but Peter is the leader of all 12. He is the main person. And Andrew, though he is in the inner circle of the four, seems to have not have been in the inner circle of the three. Peter, James, and John. Now, Let's look at Andrew's home. As we said, he's a fisherman. He was from Bethsaida in Galilee. John 1.44 tells you that. And Bethsaida was located, and some of you have been over to Israel with us, in the northeastern end of the Sea of Galilee. And Philip had rebuilt the city and named it Bethsaida Julia after Julia, the daughter of Augustus. The city was populated by both Jew and Gentile. And the city also maintained a close business and cultural relationship with Galilee, the territory of Philip's brother, Herod Antipas. In view of the city's cultural and business dealings, it was without any doubt that Andrew, as well as Peter, spoke both Greek and Aramaic. 
Now, his father's name was Jonah, or John in the Greek, and you find that in John 142, 2115, 16, and 17. He had a fishing business with his two sons, Andrew and Peter. Mark tells us that in Mark 1, 16 through 20, and Luke 5, 10. Now, his identity was always in relationship to his brother Peter. He is referred to as Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, much of the time. That's the label he carried. John tells us one of the two who heard John the Baptist speak, and they followed him. One was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, he says, in John 1.40 and 6.8. Andrew and Peter were raised in the same home. Keep that in mind, okay? Andrew and Peter had the same father and mother. Andrew and Peter had the same trade, fishermen. Andrew and Peter, without doubt, had most of the same experiences through life. You lived together, you grew together, you live in the same place. It's not like today. We grew up and one brother goes and lives in Canada, the other one goes to Mexico. I mean, families stay together. Andrew and Peter most likely were always together throughout their lives. Andrew and Peter were two complete different individuals in spite of all that common ground. Andrew was more peaceful while Peter was more energetic. Andrew was one who did what he had to do while Peter was always attempting to lead. Andrew was more stable while Peter was more vacillating. Andrew was focused more on the individual while Peter was focused more on the task. Andrew and Peter were like night and day, yet God used them both. There have been ministers of incredible giftedness by God who have preached in times past, but due to the choosing of God, they have been eclipsed by other preachers that God chose to use as beacon lights for that generation. Yet they have served faithfully and passionately in contentment for the glory of God, knowing their call and their gifts. And that is amazing when that happens. If these men would have lived at any other time, they would have shined like the beacon lights. But God did not choose them to be so. That is God's choosing. That is God's sovereignty. That is not a respect of persons. We must be also careful to not confuse the respecting of persons, which is sin. And we must see it with wisdom and understanding that there will be different levels of intimacy and dealings with individuals and ministry based on several things. God's gifts, God's call, God's purposes, God's wisdom, God's qualifications. God knowing that a leader cannot be as intimate and as involved with everyone in the same level gives us this record. He took on flesh, just like us. He was limited for a time taking on flesh. So whatever he was limited in, we will be limited in also. Learn from your master. 
even the Lord, choosing 12. If you are a leader, you will not be able to spend as much time with everybody or be as close or as intimate with everybody on the same level. You must understand this or you will get the Messiah complex and you will burn out. If you understand this, you'll walk in the Spirit and last out. Ministry burnout is because you do not understand principles and because you do it in the flesh. And you overcommit yourself. And you're doing things that God has never called you to do. We must never compare ourselves with those who commend themselves or by ourselves or among ourselves or others. If we do, we will be unwise like Paul tells the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10, 12. The comparison is Christ. Keep that in mind. The call is God's will. The competence is God's enablement. So when you see certain things in ministry, don't say, well, you know, they just favor Understand that a man, I or you, can only spend so much time with so many people. So you delegate. You spend time with a group, you disciple them, you pour your life into them, and then they pour their life into others. And it keeps going on and down. And this is the way this ministry is run. Through discipleship. Nobody's following a man here. We're all following Jesus Christ. We must recognize the different varieties of personalities in the body of Christ as we do the gifts. By the way, every personality has its drawbacks, its dangers, and we must not be ignorant to them. You can be so loving that you end up compromising. You can be so in-your-face kind of person that you destroy people. So we have to be careful. Andrew-type individuals are more reserved. Andrew-type individuals just do what they are called to do without any qualms, with great contentment. Andrews serve and do only what God calls them to do enjoyably. I'd be a good advice for some people in ministry. They want to press their boundaries beyond what God is doing. Having begun in the spirit, are we now going to be made perfect in the flesh? Perish the thought. God forbid. This wasn't Andrew. Andrew rested in the Lord. Now let's look at Andrew's call. The call of Andrew. First, there, there was a first call to Andrew's life. His coming to Jesus. We find this in the Gospel of John in chapter 1, verse 35 through 42. In verse 35, John the Baptist was standing with two of his disciples. Andrew had already made a commitment to the repentance of John's preaching, as we have seen. A disciple is a learner. He must first become a learner, a disciple, before he can become an apostle, one sent out. Keep that in mind. 
If you want to be used of God, you want to be sent out, you must first be a disciple, a learner. Now notice verse 36. John sees Jesus walking and says, Behold the Lamb of God. He was all that the Old Testament had prophesied about. And the volume of the book is written of me to do thy will, O God. Hebrews 10, 7 says. He was God incarnate. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and God was the Word. And John 1, 14 says, And the Word became flesh and we beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Can you imagine the impression of these two men, Andrew and John? They had got to see, to hear, and to walk in the very place that all the prophets desired to be. Again, the two disciples that heard John follow Jesus, verse 37 and 38. And seeing them, he asked, what do you seek? And they said, where are you staying? You remember the same question was asked one time by a certain scribe who came to him. Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Matthew 8, 19 through 20. Here's God. He didn't even have a place to lodge. <laughs> Notice verse 39. Jesus told them to come and to see. And they remained with him that day. It was about the 10th hour. The time was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. They spent the rest of the day with him. Can you imagine what a day that was, the first day? <laughs> Notice verse 40. One of the two is identified, as I said, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, and the other is not, but we know it's John. We'll see that later on. Verse 41 and 2, notice the first thing that Andrew does is to find his brother Peter declaring to him that they had found the Messiah or the Christ and brought him to Jesus. That's the first thing Andrew does. Here's one of the key chief characteristics of Andrew. He loves to bring people to Jesus. When Jesus looked at Peter, he said, You are Simon, son of Jonah. You should be called Cephas which is translated a stone. Remember, Andrew and Peter lived together without doubt were inseparable. Here they are again. Now, since John goes out of his way to indicate the sequential order of the events by days, we can be sure that Andrew was most likely with Jesus in the following places and events that follow this chapter. Let me just give you some of these. In chapter 2, verse 2, Andrew was probably present at the wedding feast at Canaan. In chapter 2, verse 12, Andrew was at Capernaum. Chapter 2, verse 13, Andrew was at the Passover in Jerusalem. Chapter 3, 22, and 4, 2, Andrew was at the baptism in Judea. And possibly was one of the ones baptizing. Why? Because John 4, 2 says, Jesus never baptized anybody in water. His disciples baptized. Okay? John says, I baptize you with water, but there's one among you whose shoelaces I'm not worthy of losing. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Okay? Men baptize in water, but only Jesus baptizes in the Holy Spirit. Okay? There's a difference. Chapter 4, verse 5, Andrew was in Samaria when Jesus spoke to the woman at the well. That must have blown his mind. Andrew is always in the background, not the center of attention. He just kicks back. Secondly, there was a second call to Andrew's life, the call to his apprenticeship or internship. And it's in various places, Matthew, Mark, but I'll give you both references. 
in Mark 4:12 and then Mark 1:14, John the Baptist had been cast into prison by Herod when this took place. Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God with the very same message, repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. Matthew 4:18 and Mark 1:16, Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw the two brothers Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. This is the call to apprenticeship, to internship. Jesus said to them in Matthew 4:19, "Follow me and I will make you fishers of men." Now, if you are Whatever in your profession, Jesus speaks to you in your profession. Because they were fishermen of uh, fish. He says, I'll make you fishers of men to catch them. Whatever you do, God wants to make you that for the kingdom of God. If you're an investor, he wants to make you an investor for the kingdom of God. Spiritually speaking, your time, your words, what you do. Whatever it may be. It says they immediately left their nets and followed him. Matthew 4.20 and Mark 1.18. Again, Andrew was to be a disciple, a learner of Jesus, first of all. Before he could be an apostle. The third call was to Andrew's life when he was called to be one of the twelve apostles. And again, I've given you those references. Matthew 10, 2, Mark 3, 18, Luke 6, 14, and Acts 1, 13. Now, this was their first sending out. Their final would come after the resurrection. The context in Matthew, and we'll take him right now, Matthew 9. The context in Matthew's gospel is after the declaration by Jesus that the harvest is truly plentiful. But the labors are few, and that they were to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. Matthew 9, 37 and 38. That's the context. Jesus told them, as he continues in chapter 10, after he chooses the twelve, after an entire night in prayer, as Luke tells us, not to go to the Gentiles in verse 6 of chapter 10, but rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, preaching that the kingdom of heaven was at hand, verse 6 through 8. He sends them out, officially, as apostles, having learned. Now the apostle Andrew was the only one who made an attempt, if you remember, to do his part in the feeding of the 5,000 as he brought five barley loaves and two fishes in John 6, 8 through 9. He's the one that's mentioned about the feeding of the 5,000. He's a man in the backdrop, but he's there when you need him. He's practical. Andrew was the one to whom Philip turned when the Greeks came to worship at the feast at Jerusalem. And they approached him and said, we, we, we want to see Jesus in John 12, 20 and 22. And what did Philip do? He took him to Andrew. <laughs> Remember, Andrew's in the first inner circle. And he's one who loves to bring people to Jesus. Takes him to Andrew. Andrew was one who was always bringing people to the Lord. 
as we have seen over and over again here. Pastor Xavier Reese, drawing important simple truths from the life and ministry of the Apostle Andrew as he pauses in our character study for today. And there's much more of this message to come next time, but if your schedule won't permit you to tune in, as always, you can pick up a copy. And the title you want to ask for is simply Andrew. It's available on CD for only $4. And this might be a study you'd like to pass on to someone in your church or Bible study when you're through. Now, once again, the title to ask for is Andrew, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make a request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 